Wardcast episode 91. 91. Woo! Go! Hi, Will. Hey, what's up? Not much. How you doing? Pretty good. How about you? I'm good. Hi, Sam. Jesus. Hey, Dylan. <laughs> Gotta boost up the energy levels. <laughs> those those Get eyeballs. Drink your iced coffee. Yep. Get psyched. And welcome back. Daniel Cotting. What's up, Dylan? Not much. How's it going, man? Not much. We've missed you. How's it going? Not much. <laughs> it's good to be here. I'm very good at natural conversations. It's good. It's good for the rest of the, the, the rest of the show. You're just gonna respond. Not much. Not much. <laughs> Not much. Not much. How's it been? Good man. Not much. Not much. <laughs> uh, no, it's been great. Uh, life has been busy. Um, crazy busy, but starting to settle into a groove and uh, things are great. Sweet. Yeah. How's how's full-time employment going full-time employment's great man yeah uh yeah i get to i get to make stuff i get to make cool stuff i get to work with cool people um and also mason and also mason <laughs> right we've heard of this mason brown person I, I sit two desks away from him so uh it's been great um yeah so i work at i think i mentioned this the last time i was on the podcast for when we were interviewing um oh here it the, is the gentleman here's from, the test um, what was it Chris? No. Sean. Sean. That's what it was. Yes. Sean Patton. Uh, from Shell Games about uh, I Expect You to Die. And uh, so I mentioned that I was working for an enterprise mobile development place, but specifically I focus on virtual and augmented reality and other immersive technologies, that sort of thing. And I get to make um, a bunch of cool VR stuff and other random designs that's cool that you get to work more in vr it is very cool um yeah it's 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 great and it's been uh it's been a really great experience for me to get better at unity and i've started dabbling a little in unreal and improving my 3d uh modeling skills and uh it's been great now we just gotta get you in a game jam yeah, no, I was actually thinking about that this morning. Ooh, I was thinking oh. about that this morning. I was like, I was like, oh man, now that I'm starting to settle into a, a life of <laughs> now that of, I have free time. Now that I, well, well, I, I'm getting to the, the point of free time almost. Um, work's been crazy busy, but once I have a big deadline due at the end of the month, but once I get past then, uh, I was like, yeah, I should do a game jam. And well, I was the like, next little dies in August, right? No, no. end of this month. End of this month. End of this month. January, oh. J- July twenty. It's always sooner. <laughs> yeah. Than I've planned for. It's the weekend that and then Shaku, the next one is the that, first week in August. The RVA, the RVA Tech, Damn. the RVA yeah. Tech Jam, and, and that's what that I've, I've got a bunch of prototypes to make Monday. for that. Yeah. That we're going to talk and all that. Yeah. So it's that weekend. Yeah. Um. So I probably won't do that one, but whenever the next one is, the one after that, whatever. Not necessarily Ludum Dari, but some some kind of game jam. I'm definitely because I'm like, whoa, compared to the last time I did a game jam when I was like, I can make sprites. Um. I'm like, I can now model and i can lay out scenes i can even dabble a little in c-sharp scripting so i can like i can oh man total package over here i can be yeah uh a good ancillary paperweight more than a bad ancillary Ancillary. paperweight like it was last time (laughs) no man you made some pretty good music i mean obviously i forgot i made the music too. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's like the best music we've had in any of the the (laughs) games i had a lot of fun making that music that was fun um also entering the world of full-time employment Will. Woo! Excited? Yeah, I'm pretty si- I'm pretty stoked. It's going to be a designer. Yeah. For Mubilix. Yeah, it's going to be pretty great. Work on that Tumblr app. 
Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I don't I mean like so I've never had a job that I've been like, oh, this will be good. Never had a job. Yeah, I've had like I mean like you know, I'd, I'd bag groceries. I worked on a bad website. Had a paper route. I had a paper route. I had a paper route, but it was like as an adult and it wasn't with <laughs> newspaper and it was for it was with drugs. Large format printers. <laughs> Just throwing large format yeah. printers on people's doorsteps yeah. Yeah. every day. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but every other job I've ever had was just kind of like, oh, great, a job. And this is like, oh, I want to go there. Instead of like, oh, great, a job. It's like, oh, a great job. <laughs> yeah. Ah. It's like, oh, I guess this gives me money. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So it's gonna. It's, I'm pretty stoked for it. I'll let you know next podcast. What do they have you doing? Like Don't know just, yet. Just uh, wheel things. Yeah. They, yeah. they were like, uh, we don't know what you're going to do, but come on to work. Come on down. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hell yeah. That's and, awesome. And in a week, we'll decide if you we should keep you here. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up either. I passed up like applying for an Android position there, and I... Really wish I hadn't done that because, like, it was before they got their new their new building. Oh yeah, the post office. It, yeah, that company is just like taking off. So, Shaco is too. Yeah, we got we. I uh, was just looking at uh, you're in Scotts. You're moving over to Scott's moving over Scotts edition. Yeah, we're gonna have wow. a whole. Um, we're gonna have like an eight thousand square foot space over there. Is yeah, it in like good. is it in like a multi tiered? Yeah, so it's gonna be two two story building. We have the whole second floor. So, Wendy's uncle might have built that building. Because Wendy's uncle is like the VP of architecture firm in oh. Virginia Beach, Norfolk area. And he's doing, his firm's doing a lot of work over in Scott's edition. Uh, is it Fultz and Singh Architects? Because I can tell you who the architects are. I don't know the name of his firm. Because mm. I, Cause I we're met, working, we're working with the, we're, like, we're, I've met the architect and all that kind of stuff. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I was, I was talking to him and he didn't know the name of, he didn't know Shaka by name. So, yeah, it was kind of like this. It might be it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, no, Fulton Singh is based here in Richmond. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. Cool. All right, gentlemen. You ready to talk about some games? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be too excited. Come on. Yeah! <laughs> games! First, I mean, I've played Dark Souls. So. Well, God damn it. <laughs> um, first, I want to talk to Sam. Have you been playing any more Life is Strange? I haven't had a chance this week. All right. I watched that video you oh. sent me by Innuendo Studios. Yeah, that channel is amazing. It was really cool. Uh, yeah. How far into Life is Strange are you? Uh, episode one. All right. Yeah. Me and my girlfriend played the, played the first episode, um, right before she left to do like her study abroad thing that she's doing right now. Mm -hmm. So once she's, once she's back from that, we're going to like pick it back up again. Cool. Sweet. She was into it too. I think episode three or four were my favorites. So yeah. Yeah. Good stuff coming up. Awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. Which one's a big one with Chloe? That's four, right? I think that's four. Okay. That's the that was my favorite one. I'm gonna send you the video Sam sent me because it's really cool. It talks about like kind of the 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 genre and film uh, influences. Cool of it. Cool. And like they bring up Bilden's Roman by name, which is like a, a form of of coming of age story. And then there's like offshoots of Bilden's Roman where there's like one that's specifically about coming into one's own art. Hmm. Or coming into one's own self during school or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, really interesting stuff. Um, but I really like that. that. That was a really cool piece. It's like yeah. half an hour long. His, that whole channel is really good. He has a really good, he has like a, a six or seven. It's a really long series uh, breakdown of like Gamergate. And he's got 
um, a, a video about the beginner's guide and the Stanley parable and all of, you know, Davy Reedon's work. That's really good. Um, is this folding ideas? Uh, innuendo studios. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he also has a video on Phil Fish. That's really good. Oh, he I was think I've the seen that one, one that did the big Phil Fish video. Like, yeah, the one that's called "This Is Phil Fish." This is Phil yeah, Fish. Yeah. That yeah. one's amazing. And it's like this, like kind of like nasally guy. Yeah, like talking about basically how Phil Phil like didn't understand how to deal with being a celebrity and all that shit. Well, you know who else doesn't know how to deal with being a celebrity? Notch. Right. Oh shit. Oh, God, God damn it. Have you seen this stuff? That made man? me really mad. No. You know who Notch is? No. Uh, he made Minecraft. Oh, so he's oh, the, is he Swedish, Norwegian, uh, Swedish. No, yeah. I don't remember. Uh, anyway, Scandinavian. He's gonna get all offended that we didn't of remember and call you out on Twitter, and you'll get like ten thousand more followers. Um, so he's a big fan <laughs> of using the c word. Oh, uh, for some reason. Oh, um, there's a really good tweet. He like, like just found it the other day. He's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I can say this, <laughs> and no one will punch me for it because I have like two billion dollars. He um, he was so he was. I don't even know what he was shouting at Zoe Quinn about something. Um, I don't know what. And then, like Zoe Quinn's really big on like changing her Twitter, like uh, not username, like her but, handle, yeah. like her handle, like yeah. the one that you can change easily. Yeah. And he's like, stop changing your name, you c word. Then she just renamed her username to name changing cunt. So I thought that was pretty good. Um, is this guy was he the like founder of Mojang or did yeah. he just create both like both? So yeah. he so he okay. created Mojang. So it's a really weird art because he created uh, uh, Minecraft and then he had like a bunch of support people to come help him. Really small team. Like Mojang is still really small, um, but he wasn't like CEO or anything. So he's like kind of chief creative or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then like I think the popularity of Minecraft kind of got to him because he started getting like kind of depressed like he got married like there's a documentary about Minecraft huh. and it kind of ends with him like getting married and like the first Minecon and all this stuff and then yeah. he quickly got divorced um, got really depressed he's like does anyone want to take Minecraft off my hands like I'm super serious I don't want this and then like within like five minutes of him tweeting that Microsoft's like calling up the CEO of Minecraft he's like is he serious like we'll give you all the money and so I don't know how much they paid for for Mojang. They made. I paid, remember when it happened. Uh, it Jesus, was it was, it's like most, two billion. It was it was nuts. Yeah, it was insane. Um, Notch it easily became like the richest person in game development. But he um, immediately. Yeah, because he owned like eighty percent of Mojang, so he got a bunch yep. of money. Just walked away, bought some mansion in Beverly Hills, like outbid like kim kardashian for this mansion in beverly hills has like a dedicated like wall of candy there's like a candy room with like all of these like giant things and i don't it's all, it's all just yoohoo chocolate bars all across <laughs> exactly the right wall. the yoohoo chocolate was sampled by you hear, you hear that yoohoo that's a plug you should send us all the yoohoo <laughs> please Yoo-hoo. don't please you no know, it took us so long to get rid of the one i mean i i understand i like totally get being having like serious ennui after making Minecraft, right? Like, what could you ever do that would live up to that? But is it you on- even mean for this to be your magnum opus, and now it is because that's all people will ever remember you for? But is it that because I feel like he's taking the same exact trajectory as Palmer Lucky's taking? I mean, he, he, he look. Guess what? He's a shitty person underneath it all. You know, right? Like. Like in that, and that sort of that sort of came out. But I, I, all I'm saying is that I understand his like going in, going into like being depressed and all that. I guess so, because uh, I, I think where there there might be a difference, at least for me, between that and Palmer Lucky is with Palmer Lucky, it was very hardware focused. Yeah, and 
so I think it takes a certain level of vision to be like, hey, there's this hardware that no one's going to be able to use for 10 years, but I'm going to really like push it now and get people into it now. And I think there's an element of salesmanship there and a foresight and obviously like a different type of creativity. Yeah, but Palmer Lucky always intended to be really like for for, really for Oculus to blow up. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I guess like I think that was the, always the goal. I, I mean, I, guess I think the, being, well, I was just going to say like, I think the difference there for me is that creating like an IP, I think there's a little like, I don't think, and maybe I'm wrong because I'm not a hardware designer, but I think that hardware, you put a little less of yourself into it than you do uh, something a little more creative right. in, on the software side. And so I could see that kind of like personal connection creating a lot of those maybe psychological maybe quandaries. I, I think the parallel for me was just like got both creators relatively, I mean, Palmer Lucky super young notch. I don't know. I think he's like his thirties or something, early thirties, but like, you know, being really successful, not really planning for. Well, I mean, you're saying Palmer Lucky is probably planned for success more so than the Notch did, but yeah. it's like, would they be the same people? Would they have these kind of bad tendencies if they weren't rich? So I don't, I don't know about Notch, but Palmer Lucky, I think so. I think Palmer Lucky is just a, just a tool, just a, just a weird, like not the greatest person in the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they. they it's sort of beside the point because the, the real question is like, would we care? Is Palmer and Lucky like, like a huge asshole or is he just yeah, like a, a shitty like Trump supporter? So I think there's I mean, a he, distinction. He's also just like kind of weird. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not, some, did you see that quiet weird, cosplay? Yeah, he's done some weird <laughs> Oh, stuff. the quiet cosplay. I forgot about the <laughs> yeah. quiet cosplay. That shit was so funny, dude. It's kind of like the, well, no, I won't say that. But I mean, like, so, like, I mean, like, uh, I mean, yeah, I kind of notch is like kind of like he would probably describe himself as like a progressive person, but like, uh, if I mean, so his second use of of cunt was when he said, if you don't support heterosexual pride day or you think heterosexual pride day is bullshit, then you're a cunt and should be shot. Oh, yeah, (laughs) forgot that part, yeah, right. But like, I mean, like, there's a lot of violence, there's a lot of like air quotes progressive people that are not progressive okay yeah so like what i'm saying is like are we are we judging palmer lucky's personality on his politics no his stances like things he's come out on i think he's like there are things that that relate to have nothing to do with politics or trump or anything like that okay and i don't i don't have the examples right now so i'm not going to get into it but i like there are things where you're just like Wait, what? You said what? Or you support what? And it, and it has nothing to do with politics. And right. I mean, he's aware um, enough of it to kind of like hide his actions, like through his like holding companies, yeah, funding yeah. people named after fucking Chrono Trigger characters and places. Yeah, and I mean, just Palmer Lucky just sounds like a nerd that's like into Trump or something, like which still not the, the best person I think to he's be. More like a nerd that's you into, could be a be- you can like, be a better person than that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Palmer Lucky. So, but like, I know your story. Actually, like, <laughs> kind of being like a shit lord. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think there's a distinction. Yeah, I mean, Notch is Notch is actively shitting on shitting on people on Twitter, and like being abusive to the person who went through GamerGate. You know, like, yeah. like fuck you. That's a shitty thing to do. I don't care. Like, what happened? And it's also, you know, it's kind of like there's a great tweet by Patrick Klepek where he's like, oh, um, parent has a kid that's super into Minecraft. Really curious what 
creator of Minecraft is doing these days, looks up tweet, and then it's that one of him just like calling everyone a cunt. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, these are kind of like the most outward facing people in video games. It's kind of like a shame that like they're all kind of like just faltering in really bad ways. It kind of like paints a bad scene. And obviously there's way more people that we can uphold as as standard bearers, but... My cousin won't let his kids play Minecraft because of Notch's Twitter. And I mean, you probably, you might see more of that, even though Notch has yeah. like no creative hand in it now, but it's, I don't know. He's so connected to it. That's what's hilarious to me. It's like, you can't, you, he can never escape it. Like he'll always be the Minecraft creator. Yeah. He, can, he can't make anything more impactful than but that. But to be fair, if you made one of the arguably greatest just, video yeah, games Yeah, just ever enjoy created, it and quit, like, like no. you, th- you, there's no escape. It'd be that. like Paul McCartney being like really depressed and misanthropic for being part of the Beatles. He kind of was, wasn't he? He was. He was. was. I guess he was. While, yeah. he I was. thought that was more John Lennon's thing. <laughs> well, I think that's just further proof. <laughs> but Paul McCartney's still playing Ticket to Ride in Stadium. Right. You know, like... <laughs> still ri- riding that wave. He had to live it out, dude. Like, that's like what you did. like 200 bucks a ticket. Just fucking own it. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Did you see this thing? Not related to Paul McCartney, but did you see about Billy Joel, who he just has, like, basically permanent rental space in Madison Square Garden now? <laughs> He's just like a permanent exhibit in Madison Square. He has like an unlimited contract. It's ridiculous. That's, That's crazy. Sweet. Like I He's just like that. permanently housed in Madison Square Garden. He does like a, a concert there like at least once a month. That's crazy. Man. I've heard he puts on a hell of a show. Yeah. Did, did awesome. you see that thing, that documentary about him in Russia? About Billy Joel in Russia? Are you talking yeah. about not the, the, the director? What's his name? The guy who directed the Doors and Platoon. What's his name? Are you talking about the guy who did the interviews with Putin? Oh, oh, uh, what the fuck's his name? The second we Francis, said, not Francis Ford no, Coppola, it's not, it's not Oliver Coppola. Stone. Oliver Stone. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, I don't know if it's an Oliver Stone movie. No, Oliver Stone did interviews with Putin, and it was like a documentary series that just came out recently. Oh no no! I this is you were a documentary. Up Oliver Stone with Billy Joel is no, what I was trying not. to ask. <laughs> no, this is like a documentary about like how big of a deal it was that Billy Joel went on tour in Russia. Oh okay, ah. like, it was like right after the Cold War ended and stuff, and so it was like very, or the Berlin Wall was. Got to send our down. best people yeah. through the Iron Curtain. But yeah, so <laughs> Billy like, Joel. So like it was crazy. Like so, there's like this kind of like meme of Billy Joel Piano flipping out. Flipping the piano. But like, so like the whole thing was like he was there and he was like, you know, these kids in Russia, they're in this situation where they like this American rock music, but they've been told like that this is shitty devil music, you know, by the capitalist pigs of America. I mean, have you heard Uptown Girl? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so he was like, he was like, okay, so like we need to talk with the lighting people. warfare. And tell the lighting people, like, don't do the floodlights because, like, these people, like, that's, like, here Sensory it's, like, overload. look, I'm at a concert and having fun. But there it's, like, aha, we caught you listening to shit American pig <laughs> it's like, music. It's like a trigger for capitalist yeah. music. <laughs> and so he was, like, don't do that because it'll freak these people out. And so they did that. And people were, like, oh, shit, have we, like, what are, what's going on? Like, the floodlights are on us. The KGB. And so he's, like. Turn off the fucking lights, and then he flips his piano. Holy shit! Like yeah. a like a grand piano. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> it's an amazing scene, and like that's so awesome. like a lot of Billy Joel grew three times his size that day. <laughs> <laughs> but like a lot of people saw that and they're like, "What a shitty diva!" 
And like you see the documentary and you're like, damn, Billy Joel, you actually you narded up to the situation. <laughs> Captain like, America, Billy Joel. Yeah. It's like uh it's like the producer, the guy working on the soundboard, like freaks out. It's like, oh, uh, uh, uh cut the tape. It's like they're just playing the Tetris music. <laughs> but yeah, so Billy Joel's cool. So video games. <laughs> Dan, what have you been playing? Uh, what have I been playing? So I, as I mentioned earlier, ha- have only recently found myself All having fair. some free time. Oh, so uh, I've been playing The Witcher Three finally. Um, hey. I know I'm like really late to the party on this one. But, Never too uh, late for The Witcher Three. Yeah, man. That's what I keep hearing. I mean, obviously, <laughs> like I remember you guys talking about it a year ago, um, and just being like, "Man, I really need to play this game." So now I'm playing this game. How do you feel? Uh, feel great. Love it. Uh, it's right up my alley. Um. What kind of build are you going for? Uh, I'm still trying to figure that out. I'm about... Sure. Uh, Swords. Science, science is the way to go, man. 13, 13 hours into it at this point. Okay. So yeah. I'm, like, I'm like level six, I think. Yeah, almost almost level seven. Um, but mostly like... I, I tend When I play games like that, and I know this is why one of the reasons it took me so long to start this game, mm-hmm. I'm the guy who's like... I'm going to go see every question mark in this area before I do anything oh, in the main no. quest. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, especially in White Orchard. It's, it's such a rabbit oh, hole. I've done everything in White Orchard. White Orchard. I, okay. I've, I've done right. everything in White Orchard. I'm in Vela now, and okay. it's just, I'm just like, um, I just just started doing, uh, I haven't done any, I met the witch, but I haven't gone to do anything with her yet. And, and oh, Okay. Witcher, uh, I hardly know her. <laughs> uh, but I've been I'm doing so the, like, the Bloody Baron quest oh, cool. line right now. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. That's a good one. It's been really good so far, yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, so that's kind of like the main game game I've been playing. And then as I said, a lot of my free time has been spent more on the like learning things like Unity and getting better at that. And How's your, how's your opinion, uh, Unity versus uh, UDK? Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. Versus UDK, Unreal, UE4, oh, oh. Uh, UE4. So yeah, I've, I've called UDK done since like very, very few things. Called it that last in week. Unreal. I mean, Did I, I, call I it UDK? not. I don't even think it's fair oh. to say that I've really done much in Unreal, other than just kind of start to like learn the interface. Um, Be like, fuck these. I, I haven't really done much. Fuck ever. Yeah. Um, and of course, my my interest lies in VR, so it's going to focus on all that kind of stuff anyway. Um, and so a lot of my focus in that regard because it's so many more vr devs are using unity right now um i've been kind of just living in unity mostly cool but yeah so since all those devs are using unity um all the scripts coming out tend to be you know for unity um nvidia's got a lot of really cool support that they've been coming out with recently steam vr continues to be awesome in terms of their uh, they basically put out the entirety of the lab um all the scripts for the interactions in that uh for free and so you can just for unity yeah yeah like if you if you download the vive the the vive like toolkit api stuff yeah the steam vr the steam vr stuff for unity it's like basically it's just what they used for the lab wow basically so shaders it's got great teleporting scripts it's got i mean they've got the whole uh, crossbow or um longbow Strongbow, all that stuff in there. So um, it's cool. It's 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 been good. But again, in terms of gaming, um, I've got next. I also downloaded Resident Evil Seven, so I'm going to finally start playing that pretty soon. Um, oh, you haven't you didn't play it? Yet? I haven't played it yet. I haven't had time. Uh, this is like I haven't played it either. seriously. I was putting in like 80 hours a week for the first six months of the year, and right. so right. I'm finally like, oh, 
video games. So I went and bought an NVIDIA Shield uh, a week, two weeks ago. And that's their streaming thing. That's their streaming player, um, right. and it's fantastic, and I highly recommend it. So even though it's not a game, um, I definitely, definitely recommend it because if you want a tabletop box that is definitely geared toward gamers and works way better than a Steam Link, um, I recommend it. You prefer it over the Steam Link? I prefer it immensely over the Steam Link. Okay. And it also comes with a controller, which I like a lot more than the Steam Controller, uh, although I know the Steam Controller has its fans. It's a lot mm -hmm. less customizable than the Steam Controller. Right. Um, and it's got a really nice, nifty remote, so it be it's become our de facto stream. Like I haven't turned my Xbox on in two weeks um, cool. because it, it just has a way better, not that this is hard, but a way better user interface. Uh and man the amount of times that dan alex and mason just like shitted all over the so xbox bad. ui it's, it's so bad unbelievably bad it's 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 it oh, is, i don't disagree well i've never used it so i it's, can't it speak, is unbelievably bad it is it is it is to, so bad to the point that now i have this other streaming box that is so good and i do everything that i wanted to do with this other one only way faster way easier and way nicer looking and a way nicer looking package and i'm just like why why microsoft why PS3 UI is best UI. Yep. Yeah, we had that discussion last <laughs> week. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I don't I don't like Windows 10. And Windows 10, man, Windows 10 just fucks up. So I like times. Windows 10, but I mean, like the UI UX is fine, except the part where it's like, oh, I need oh, Cortana's not searching the things I want it to search. Like Spot uh, Spotlight in Mac OS is bar none. Better basically. search. For sure. Um, and and this System preferences, like the way they contain system preferences, it's way better. Like I feel like there's like eight different types of system preferences mm -hmm. in Windows 10 because they have like the legacy shit in yeah. there for like programs yes. installing yes. and uninstall and like a bunch of other shit. Like this is all garbage. Well, yeah, I think Windows is going the right direction though. Yeah, what sucks is that I like I love Spotlight in Mac OS. It's like they they can only have that because of HFS Plus though. Like they the Mac OS file system. Oh, okay. Is, is Superior, um, which they're redoing, aren't they? Didn't they create a new one for the next version of Mac OS? Like they, they did. Yeah, they did. And Windows, Microsoft's been working on one too. But um, uh, what's what's Microsoft? It's like X4, or is it? Either way, it's like it's like one of these other file systems. Like it takes a lot longer for like lateral searches like that. Got it. For whatever reason. Hmm. Interesting. But uh, yeah, Nvidia Shield, I recommend it. And but haven't been playing any VR. Specific VR so, games? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, I finally got around to playing Accounting, which is amazing. I've heard about it. What is oh, it? So, okay, Accounting is by Alchemy, uh, which are the people who did Job Simulator. Congratulations being acquired Yeah, by so Google. Yeah, obviously that they're doing something like right. When got we were talking to Sean, Google. but we never brought it up. Right. <laughs> um, and Accounting is Justin Roiland from Rick and Morty. Uh, okay. And it is... It starts off as an accounting simulator, and then I'm not going to give away too much because it's just one of those things that you just kind of have to experience. So and like you're a like frog fraction esque, like it's it kind of like a frog fractions esque in VR, like goes off the rails, and just with really good writing. Um, and you're just like, what the hell is happening right now? Um, and it's humorous, and it's condensed, and it's uh, pretty fantastic. What I will say, and this is a bit of a spoiler, so spoiler alert, anyone listening to the very last thing you can do in the game. This is after the credits. Um, you go back to, after going elsewhere, you come back to the accounting uh, desk and this little box pops open and there's a gun and you can pick up the gun and it shoots confetti and you're like, oh, kaboo, kaboo. But if you turn it to yourself in VR and shoot yourself, the whole screen goes black and the, and the game's done. Right. And nothing, and they don't let you do anything. Like it's not right. And so you'd think like, okay, 
whatever, right? This really impacted me. And I was like, <laughs> I was like whoa, I'm going to not shoot myself in the head with a gun in VR anymore. Oh, um, man. It, 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 dude, that's it, how you navigate it, menus. My favorite trend my favorite trend <laughs> in VR is shooting yourself in the head. Yeah. Yeah. Or just putting things in your head, like in the lab, where it's yeah. like, here's the orb, put it on my head to oh, enjoy I love, the game. I love that interaction design. I love that. Um, so stupid. So oh, but it feels good. Uh, um, but yeah, so anyway, accounting, that, that one stood out. Um, is that Squatch t- Squanch Tendo? Uh, it's alchemy. Alchemy. It's alchemy. Oh, um, okay, cool. But it's yeah, it is. It, yes, it is. It's alchemy and Squanch Tendo. They they okay, like cool. they worked together on it. Um, because because alchemy, alchemy x Squanch Tendo. The fact that he named the fucking company Squanch Tendo <laughs> is awesome. Damn it. Uh, but yeah. So and I I um a lot of what I've been doing has been more like. Uh, here's this enterprise tool well or like utility or experiential stuff to just kind of right figure out like their ux and their ui which i still think that um uh google earth their interaction design is kind of in terms of like navigation and locomotion right now kind of the top for me um because google earth vr the way that they the way the menus work, like the navigation works and and the way that movement works and all of that. I think they do a great job. Um, and then actually Google just released yesterday uh, or two days ago, a thing called blocks that I haven't had a chance to try yet, but it's essentially, it's like what tilt brush is only it's now 3d. So you can sculpt basically in 3d in a fairly crude, but I've heard it's a, a, a pretty amazing tool. Is that um, like um, Oculus medium? Is that um, the Oculus equivalent of tilt brush so, kind of thing? So the idea here, I think, from what I've been reading, and again, I haven't tried it, uh, and, and admittedly, I haven't done a lot of Oculus stuff because I don't have a Rift, um, is that it is a little more crude than all other sculpting things, but it's way more intuitive. Mm-hmm. And so you can just jump right in and just kind of make stuff. And then you can export it as an OBJ. So you can then use it. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, so you can use it. You want, you want to pull it into Unity? Pull it into Unity. And go do your thing. My ugly model. Yeah. Ugly deformed half man. Yeah. So uh, I saw someone made some pretty cool looking tacos. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, I don't know who you know if you know this guy just by me describing his game, but there's a guy working on a game where it's like a, like a low poly kind of like city exploration where it's like you have like a Shiba dog. Have you seen this guy's gifts well, on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's Kevin Kinsion or something. I don't know. I don't. Well, I sent Mason a, a, a tweet from him yesterday, and the tweet just said game development. And then there's a GIF of a hot dog bun modeled in Unity, <laughs> yeah. and then a hot dog just falls into the bun, and then he tilts it 180 degrees up, and then he just watches this hot dog slowly <laughs> slide out of the bun. So that's why I think of why I just think of like people experimenting with 3D models. It's just like fun. Here you it's go. Uh, you got a name, Sam? No, I couldn't find it. Okay, but I know no what you're talking about. Um. Cool. Will? What up? How's Dark Souls? <laughs> it's amazing. It's like <laughs> probably the Have best. Have you played this game? <laughs> it's like the best game. I feel like the last time I was on this podcast with you, Will, was maybe like a year ago, and we had this same conversation about Dark Souls. It's yeah. great. I, I'm, I'm just like, I, I, I don't ever have to stop playing Dark Souls. And we are, to be clear for me, uh, you are talking about Dark Souls 1. 1. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The original. The original Dark Souls. Demon Souls. Yep, I'm up in Ulysseal with my mage. I'm, like, learning all these new things. 
Uh, I just got a sorcery that's just a mine expansion like adventure. This, like, horizontal spread shot of this dark matter stuff that like I think it deals physical damage as well as magical damage. So pretty big deal. Sounds like a <laughs> Rick Roaring good time. Yeah, it's wild, man. Don't get too crazy now. I was so you I've, kids. I've been playing Dark Souls adventure. like for years now and I've never played like a magic user. Mm. And so it's like a completely different game right now. Because everything's killing me a lot. Because it's Dark Souls. Yeah. <laughs> and like I'm just this puny little magic user. Puny. I don't know. A lot of people say like magic is cheating in that game, but I think I'm just so used to like melee that it's like not. It's I'm just always vulnerable. That's me. Yeah. In life. I know. I Aww. know. <laughs> Uh, I also saw you were playing Rocksmith. Yeah. 2014. <laughs> yeah. Getting them taking it back. power chords going, boy. Do you have the controller? The gu- or a guitar? Yeah. Does it work with a guitar? <laughs> yeah. Do you have so the controller? A guitar? The point of Rocksmith is like, it's like Guitar Hero, but like, with a real guitar. you're not a faker. But there's there's another one in there, isn't there like Rise of the Rock. Six String? Isn't that I another game? I have no idea. Never mind. I don't know. There's the, Wasn't there a bunch of wannabes to this title where it was like, we're going to use a real guitar? Probably. But uh, it's crazy. It's a crazy. It's a crazy experience because, like, I've played guitar for a while, but I'm not good, and so like, it's really fun. All right, here's Wonderwall. Yeah, I can't even do that. Like, I don't know. Come on, Oasis. Sure. <laughs> so like, uh, right now I'm like slogging through some Iron Maiden, some some Aces High. It's a crazy song, and it's like. I'll try like 50 times and then nail it, you know? And you just imagine that dude up on stage doing it all the time. And he wrote it. Yeah. He yeah. had to imagine yeah. it. It was pretty wild. Iron Maiden's pretty crazy. It's a, it's a, it's a really... Uh, it's interesting to see people that don't play guitar playing it. Because like even they will like... You know, like I could sit down and be like, yeah, let me teach you guitar or whatever. And then spend days and days and weeks and then you'll be able to like play like the batman song or something mm-hmm. but like with this it's just like you know video games it's like the ultimate learning tool mm. totally i i've actually really wanted to get rocksmith because i've heard good stuff but i've never actually talked to anyone in person who's played it i definitely recommend it it's, it's a cool. pain in the ass to set up sometimes like well i think it's a lot easier for a lot of people like i have a an external sound card, uh-huh. an, a, little, a little unit for like recording stuff. And so I, I assumed like, oh, this will be a piece of cake because I already have this thing. But like, no, you have to use their cord. Oh, really? And they force also, you to use proprietary? Yeah. If you're like using like a nice sound card, chances are it won't work that well because it's like made for shitty like onboard sound right. cards. So like at the moment, I just switch between using that and my onboard sound card for Rocksmith. But it's dope. Andrew Andrew Bowers is like a guitar god too. Oh yeah. Uh, I actually have a really good story. We were at a GDC, I think maybe 2014, maybe 2015. I don't remember. But I've just been to so many. Yeah, I've been to m- multiple GDCs. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> Andrew the whole time. This was like back when Andrew was like way into like Rocksmith, and he was just like, I really want to meet the ubisoft guys 
I want to meet the team that worked on Rocksmith. It would be so awesome. And so he was like scouting out the like Ubisoft booth. They had like a permanent booth up near like some panels and uh, he like couldn't find them or anything. And one day I was on the expo floor and the audio engine that Rocksmith uses is called Wise with two W's. Um, I've seen that logo. Wise. 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 And so like I was checking them out and then I noticed like, oh, this dude's playing Rocksmith. And then, oh, this is the guy that made Rocksmith. Like, this is a lead developer on Rocksmith. I can't remember his name. But um, he was just, like, demoing it for the wise people to show how cool Rocksmith is. And, like, he had a guitar, and people would come up, and he'd, like, pick, like, an easy song for him, and they'd play it, and everybody laughs and has a good time. And I'm like, Andrew, get down here, dude. This is crazy. He's right here. And so he comes down there. And the dude's there, and he's like, hey, man, like, you know, you made this great game. I really appreciate it. You did an amazing job. And he's like, yeah, no problem. You want to you wanna take a shot at something? And he was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And he was like, yeah, you want to do this song? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Put me in for, it was uh, it was this, that Muse song. What is that? Oh, Muse Knights song? of Cadonia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was like, <laughs> put me in for that. And he's like, ooh, I don't know. That one's a little tough. And Andrew's like, I'll do it. And so, like, he does it and he like, sets it all to like to hard and stuff, because like you can play along in like these easy modes where you're just being like ding ding yeah. ding ding, but like <laughs> he puts it on like note. legit mode and he's like shredding in front of the dude and the guy's like oh crap, <laughs> <laughs> and so he's just like I'm gonna just let you demo this for a bit because like you're doing a way better job. <laughs> awesome. awesome, yeah. So it was like basically Andrew met like his current game dev idol and just like played some crazy muse and impressed the dude way it was crazy that's rad that might have been my favorite moment from that gdc did you see the tweet from the one i forget which indie dev it was but he went to gdc this past year and he sat down next guy and they started talking and the guy asked him was like oh what'd you make and he's like oh i made this and the indie dev's like what'd you make he's like i made pokemon (laughs) (laughs) like oh (laughs) okay oh that little thing all of all of the Pokemon, all of them. I designed the key ring Pokemon. You hate me. <laughs> Dan, you should go GDC. Yeah, I, well, VRDC. I want to go to VR. I, I can't go to VRDC this year because I've got two conferences that I'm speaking at the same week um, in September. Lati da. Yeah, so um, <laughs> so I can't actually go to to VRDC. Um, but uh, I'm definitely gonna go next year for sure. Um, so I'm confused about VRDC. Are they splitting it off from GDC? Yes. Okay, but there's still a VRDC-like component of GDC? Uh, yeah, so a lot of the studios that tend to do both will have some of their VR stuff at GDC. Um, and uh, I think that that it's kind of like if you got into VR development, you probably have already been going to, to GDC. GDC for a while. Right. Um. But I think since there's so much, VRDC really focuses on the, they, they actually have it split into categories. So you can actually sign up for like tracks. Essentially. That's exactly how GDC works. Okay. So yeah. I, I'm not as familiar with But GDC. for GDC, it's like business, marketing, mm-hmm. uh, art, animation, yep. animation programming, audio. Yep. Yeah. So VRDC is a little more um, free thought, interaction. Well, it's still very strategic. <laughs> um, so it's like, hey, here's, here's like, healthcare and training here's gaming here's 
um, engineering, like specifically. Um, and so it's a little more, Hey, this is a, because we know that this is inherently more of a, uh, uh, specialized conference to begin with, we're going to go very specialized with the tracks. Yeah, like the per, a person do. who's interested in VR for healthcare doesn't really, isn't going to get a lot out of GDC. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But but because VR, I think, is so much of the potential there is in, in enterprise stuff, um, yeah. I think that they're like, okay, we're going to have a track that they're not quite calling it enterprise because they're not quite sure uh, what the best way to do that is right now, but sure. I, like I think it's I think it's kind of like there's also like an entertainment track, um, mm-hmm. since there's also a lot of 360 video and uh, a little more passive VR experiences uh, that are pe- that people are really getting into. So like a lot of yeah. your LA scene, like if you go to VR LA, um, which I went to last year, you've got a lot of it is focused on what LA does, which is a lot of that storytelling stuff. Film, yeah. yeah. Stand next um, to Batman, you can stand next to Batman. I don't right. know what linear narratives are. <laughs> right. So for me and like what I do in VR and why I think VR is a cool medium, I'm much more into the the active um, having that user agency there. Sure, yeah. uh, and so, you know, if I were to go to VRDC, I'd definitely focus more on on that side of stuff. Um, That's awesome. Because I like it as a yeah, tool. Yeah, it seems but. like there's definitely a, like, a very good reason to have a VR specific developer conference. It's like Absolutely. I mean, yeah. so v- Walmart uh, announced two weeks ago that they're now training their employees for Black Friday in VR so that they can be prepared uh, before it happens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just them being trampled Walmart's over, really and trying, over again. Trying to be it's, just, uh, it's just like that Call of Duty zombie game. Right. <laughs> uh, Volkswagen, up the windows. Volkswagen announced yesterday that they're going to do, they're moving all of their training for um, production, warehouse management, um, fabrication design all of it they're they're bringing vr into all of that so wow. they're going to start training all their employees in in wow. vr so wow, it's wow, wow. it's definitely i think um there's these like samsung gear vrs or like daydreams five. or whatever five. So, oh, really? so so yeah really? so that's that's where i think a lot of the enterprise stuff is going to happen is is in that room scale especially in um in november or october You've got Steam uh, Dev Days. No, they're um, Valve is releasing uh, new hardware <laughs> where you can do um, warehouse scale tracking. So it's not just room scale; it's not limited to fifteen foot by fifteen foot. Uh, it's <laughs> going to be an entire. You can do up to an entire warehouse uh, with these. With, so you just add extra lighthouses. Um, I was I was curious. Can it track it was, more than one unit at once? So you I have like two people. Yeah, I don't know yet. Um, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they get to that point. If you probably just have to get enough enough units in there, enough lighthouses, and then put them on different channels or something like that would yeah. be my thought. Um, but yeah, I mean, right? Because that would be. That would be huge if you can have people in this space World scale. actually like, like interacting with one into another. each other. With like right. The right. With the it's like a mesh on. network, but instead <laughs> so, of using it for internet, we ended dope. up using it for VR. That's yeah. so cool. So, so thinking back to VRDC, like if you think about a lot of those enterprise applications, that that is definitely where I think there's a lot of potential, and so that's why totally. they have some of those specialized things. The but, yeah, X-Men sure. use VR for their training. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more of a like a holodeck thing same you know uh, it's hololens hard hard light um they are well i was saying you should go to gdc because we should both go to gdc and if you can uh. influence shaco to pay for <laughs> you to go to gdc so I, we we do have a we do have a training budget every year for conferences um so i just need to figure out what slide that one which one i'm gonna yeah and that is, that's the other thing is the vrdc one's really expensive so i was like is uh, not any cheaper. No, I'm sure it's not. <laughs> um, so I'd have to, I'd have to foot some of that bill myself. But 
Um, but yeah. some of that bill is better than all of that bill. Also true. Is, oh, oh, believe me, it was a big perk for me when I was signing on. I was like, I love learning. Um, and they're <laughs> there. It's a big company. I culture love going for them. to things and potentially learning <laughs> and potentially learning things. But just spending the whole time at the hotel bar. <laughs> also, that is um, VRDC happening in San Francisco. Yes, yeah. it's in like November. Is it like the, oh, so it's, it's in a different time. It's in September. But they have VRDC at GDC. Right, right. Yes. So it's kind of like alt control. Yes. Yeah. And that's and that but that is generally just gaming focused. Right. So yeah. So I would right. I would probably be more inclined probably next year as I said I can't go this year to go to VRDC versus GDC if I only had one choice. Right. Uh, I'm still I still want to do that train jam <laughs> drop all that money go to train jam and then go to GDC <laughs> after it. Are you familiar with that train jam? No. So there's a train that takes you from Chicago to San Francisco. Oh. And there's a one that runs immediately before GDC. Oh. So you can pay to be part of a game jam called Train Jam. So you're just on a train with a bunch of nerds? With a bunch of game devs going to GDC, yeah. It's and all, I say it's nerd affectionately cool like devs. I am a nerd. So. Yeah, it's a lot of... Like, that sounds awesome. Adam it's, Saltzman it's, does it. Rami Ismail does it. Well, Rami Ismail's fiance wife are they married yet i forgot um she runs it oh, that's, I, right, I think right. that's a fantastic idea i would totally do that i think that's awesome it's really what kind, cool what kind of bugs me about it is it's it feels like one of those jams that people just feel is like a stepping stone to success hmm. oh if i do train jam i'll meet th- these people yeah, and like yeah. they'll they'll you know get my game to publishers or whatever yeah i mean it's not a stepping stone but you shouldn't go to train jam if all you want to do is hang out with Rami Ismail. Yeah. You should go there to make a game on a train because that sounds fun to you. Yeah. That does sound, that does sound <laughs> like fun. Taking a, a, a train halfway across the United States sounds pretty cool. We yeah, still dude. have infrastructure that does that. Sounds pretty cool. I want to make a game <laughs> yes. about trains in during Train Jam. <laughs> oh, you, I'm like, gonna I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna make a VR train simulator where the train is going the opposite direction of the train oh, that I'm on. My <laughs> just, brain, just so that you just puke everywhere. Just you're in like the sleeper car, <laughs> setting up the fucking lighthouses. <laughs> I need the space. Oh, damn. Yeah, make a VR game about setting up VR uh, on a moving. You train. need to play accounting. You need to play accounting because like, <laughs> a big part of accounting simulator is. Damn, I do. You put on a VR headset in VR. But your roommate then, has a, your roommate has a vibe. Moment has a vibe. He does. He might actually have. He might actually have. It's free. Accounting's free. So. Oh shit! Well, definitely we'll get it. download it. Well, he it. definitely has it. Yeah. 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 Moment probably has it. I'll cool. play it. I'll play it this weekend. It's fun, and it only yeah. takes you like twenty minutes. Nice. Do you like Rick and Morty? Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, play yeah. it. You like it? I think that Rick and Morty virtual reality thing is hilarious. Which I actually haven't played yet. So that's that's yeah, it's on my list. They haven't played it's on my yet. list. Sam, you been playing anything? Yeah, um, I, I played all the way through Super Hot VR this week. Sweet, it was awesome. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, speaking of have you guns, played it yet? Speaking awesome. of shit, speaking it's of so gun good. interfaces. Yeah, no, I mean that's how you like like once you so once you beat the game, um, you get like a level select and like uh, there's like an endless mode and a few other things. Um, but the way you navigate through those interfaces is by shoot like to get back out of the like to the previous uh, menu level or whatever. You shoot yourself in the head. Yeah. Yeah, and isn't there like a back computer esque interface like for the level select? Yeah, so you're like in this closet with with a shitload of computers, Um, and and uh, the way you go like into the world is there's like this VR headset's like kind of swinging from the ceiling, and you put it on, um, and then you're and then you're like in the game, um, but when you die, it like kicks you back out basically. Huh. And but you don't like take the headset off when you die. You're just like in the room again. Right. It's like it's just like the camera kind of does like a zoom out effect and like. Shows like the no, it like blacks out. Oh, okay. and you're and you're just like in the room again. So okay. it, the 
the whole like narrative is like, is the room real? <laughs> there, is no, there is no take the VR screen. headset off. Right. You just keep putting it on. Right. I want to see a VR game, but I want Blendo games to make a VR game. Basically, yeah. I want yeah. Thirty Flights of Loving in VR, or I want Quadrilateral Cowboy in VR. I still haven't played Quadrilateral Cowboy, and I feel like a dick for not playing it. I need to play it too. Asshole. <laughs> you, you, I, I've not even heard. No. Um. So I don't even. So. 30 Flights of Loving. So this guy's art style is like kind of Minecraft-esque. It's like, imagine Steve from Minecraft, the Minecraft character. Yep. But instead of like really thick arms, they're like little noodles. Mm. Is like how his <laughs> limbs work, okay. right? But still like the block head. And also instead of like pixel art, it's just kind of like their faces are like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're still raster graphics, but they're like yeah. high res. Right. Mm-hmm. And the... So I haven't played a lot of either of these. I think I've seen more gameplay of of Quadrilateral Cowboy, but I think it kind of has the humor of like a, a jazz punk okay. a little bit. Yep. So Thirty Flights of Loving, I think it's trying to tell these like small vignette stories, but it's really obsessed with poking fun at smash cuts. So it's like you're in this room, you're doing this scenario, and then smash cut. You're in a completely different scenario, completely different character, completely different everything, and then you do like five minutes of that interaction, smash cut, same thing. There's a mode in 30 Flights of Loving where every character is replaced with Jeff Goldblum. Well, <laughs> that's amazing. And he doesn't talk. He just does a... <laughs> so you're just running around this world and just it's all Jeff Goldblum's just looking at you going... <laughs> it sounds amazing. So that's it. So that's the aesthetic of Blendo games. I, I wholeheartedly support that. So I would be fascinated to see him make a VR game. Yeah, 30 Flights of Loving is crazy because like when you're playing it and that smash cut happens, you're just like immediately disoriented. But like if you're watching somebody play it, it feels like totally natural because it's like, oh, that's how movies work. Right. But that's not how games work. So you're just like, you're completely thrown off. Because the presence. I know. Dan, presence. I'm all about presence. All about presence. I love Christmas. But it also kind of forces you to just like (laughs) go with the flow, which is kind of interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, anything else, Sam? Let's see. Super Hot VR, Counter Strike and Rocket League, par for the course. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's CSGO. Yeah, it's I don't know. I only play deathmatch. And I don't talk to anyone, so it's I'm better than everyone else. Come to PUBG. Um, <laughs> you have the exact same experience. <laughs> yeah, I do need to get into PUBG. Um, I haven't played anything. Oh, near Automata. Um, Are you I've still gotten further on in the, Yeah, I'm still in the first playthrough, which is like really, really bad, but. But uh, it's still good. Um, it's it finally got hard, which is cool. Um, I'm I don't know how far I am into the game. Probably like like twelve hours, thirteen hours, or something. But um, it's a game super button mashing. Up until you know, I mean, it's a it's like a hack and slash, like an action RPG. It's like Devil May Cry, right? So it's as you know, the, you can get strategic about it. But if you just mash the quick attack, like right. you can do that too. Um, but up until this point, um, I uh, thought the game was like super easy, and like I hadn't died once in like ten hours of gameplay. But then I got to this one level where you're like escaping from this uh, from this factory, and they just throw all these really hard enemies you haven't seen before at you. Um, and I started dying a lot. And now I'm 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 stuck because I don't have any recoveries, which are like health potions. Right. And there's a boss I have to fight, and I can't go buy more. Don't have any Estus flasks. Right. Yeah. I know the language. Just die, and then you'll get all your Estus flasks. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. Um, cool. 
Yeah, it's it's yeah, I like it a lot. It's a good game. Cool. It has some of the most interesting music I've seen in a game in a long time. I have some of the most interesting environment design I've seen in a game in a long time. You say something? I just remembered another game that I played recently. <gasps> <laughs> oh. I did have some spare time that I played and, and it's important for you. Uh but I don't think you're gonna like what I have to say about it. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Like uh, the, my the roller coaster, the emotional roller coaster. Uh, but finish. I don't want to interrupt. Oh what no, you're that's saying. fine. Um, that's about it. Near's good. Um, I need did to play you, more of it and actually finish it. Did you see Half Coordinated's run for Summer Games Done Quick? Nope, because I didn't want to spoil that shit. I yeah. wish I'd seen it though. Moment said it was really cool. I watched. I, I wasn't I wasn't watching the official one. I was watching him warm up for it and I watched like probably thirty or forty five minutes of it and I was like, I gotta play this goddamn game. <laughs> Dude, come over and play it. It's really good. Have it on PC. We'll do. Someone yeah. um didn't someone who was speedrunning Castlevania, one of the Castlevanias, like break the speedrunning record twice that night? I don't know. He was doing it in the training room. Wow. Broke the world record and which then game? did it again. I don't I don't it was one of the Castlevanias. Huh. I don't know which one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, watch the a, Castlevania show. <laughs> it's I'll, really good. I want to check it out. I'm, I'm going to watch <laughs> it. If it's that quick. Yeah, if it's only four episodes. I'll, I'll watch it because out. you recommended it. Yeah, it's good. I was, it's still no. anime. 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 Japanese animation. Yes. Illuminated television. My roommate got me kind of stoned. Before I watched it, so so like, and it was like it was like two in the morning last night, and so I was like, I'm pretty sure this is good. It looks really cool, but I I don't really remember what happened beyond they like burned this witch, and Dracula got super (laughs) triggered about it. Witcher, I hardly know. (laughs) These are the jokes. It all comes back around. (laughs) Just the way you frame that, like. Was it Brendan? That was Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan's like, dude, you gotta try this brownie. Like you having like no like expectations. And oh, then just, no. <laughs> like oh no! And then you just fall backwards on the couch, just slumped, and then and you you're just, watching anime. And then anime Castlevania. And then anime happen. Uh, what else, what have you been playing, Dan? Uh, I you're... played. I finally two weeks ago. I totally forgot about this. I played Dear Esther. Oh, finally. Oh, sweet. So, you didn't like it? Uh, I did, but. I so okay in retrospect taking it in the context of when it was made I think I respect it more than I liked it I think yeah. it's just too late to the game especially like have you played other walking simulators yes, since so I love I, I love like gone home and firewatch okay yeah but there's just enough interaction yeah, in those the, games you did the chronology backwards I did, you did firewatch, I did firewatch then you first, did gone then home. I played gone home and then played uh yeah yeah Master. but um I think I think the the complete lack of interaction really threw me um mm-hmm. like it really was yeah, just a flashlight a pure okay but come on <laughs> um you can walk it really was just a pure walking <laughs> simulator and uh and i also just it didn't have the ending didn't have a punch for me because i was kind of expecting it the whole time so oh really yeah it's kind of got this um, like cool down which is like feels kind of weird yeah 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 but so i'm glad i played it like a long I think, denouement I think yeah. liking other games in that genre, um, it was cool to kind of like go back and see it, but I don't mm-hmm. think it had as much staying power as, uh, as as I think it felt very like iter- like an early iteration of right. things like that proof I of concept yeah kind of thing. proof of concept yeah. is yeah. the way to put it. So I do like how, um, and I mean it's it's pretty much this. I mean they they uh, everybody's gone to the rapture is the exact same set of mechanics, right? 
just with more narrative shit going on. Um, but they make looking at things a mechanic, like just looking at stuff and that like they're forced to work within the space of like, all right, that's the only way the player can really like, it's not even like expression because it doesn't have a whole lot of causality like in the in the in the game world like you're just noticing stuff. Yeah, you just witness. So so they have to deliver all the meaning of the game through just you looking at things at the right time, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um and I think you should play you should play Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. I don't like it as like the best walking simulator simulator ever, but it's like a really nice like oh shit, these designers really like explored that. I'm Same just, space as dear um as dear Esther more. I just yeah. fucking yeah. love. I just think Chinese rooms writing. I just I think the way that they do the writing in dear Esther through the letters and that he's just narrating letters. I mean, it's very similar to Gone Home, even though you don't know that's how what Gone Home's doing until the end. Right. Um, but man, that story just so ensnared me. And then there's the part with like the shadowy figure that you see. Yeah, and you just are like, "What's going on?" It's like it's and it's a it's a lot of red herrings. Yeah, it's a lot of kind of just like pulling the wool over your eyes, but it's Gone Home does the same thing, right? But like yeah. it's but there's thought, but, but the more interactions in Gone Home make that more enthralling. Where yes. as in Dear Esther, it's more about you listening to this narration and listening yeah. to this guy struggle with these other characters that you never witness, that you never pay attention to, that you never interact with. And it's oh, it's just so enthralling. And do you know the thing about multiple playthroughs? No. The the narration changes. Oh, really? So bits of the story that he narrates to you change in different playthroughs. Interesting. So it shows more into the the unreliable narrator that That's he cool. is because you know characters. You know he he starts mixing up characters like throughout the mm. talking. Like he's mixing up two women. He's mixing up all these all these people. Man, it's just, I, just, I don't know. I yeah. found it so no, engaging. Like I said, I think I respected it more than enjoyed it, but not even if I hadn't played some of those other walking simulators that I do enjoy so much. Like Firewatch is one of my favorite, it was definitely my favorite game of last year. And I think it, one of my favorite games maybe ever. Right. Um, mm. So it's not, I mean, I just, I Firewatch impacted me in a way that I, didn't get from Dear Esther. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was, even though it's not like there's a ton of interaction in Firewatch, there was enough interaction to make it feel like I had to be there for it to happen. Mm. Dear Esther felt like I didn't have to be there for it to happen. Like, like I could okay. just sit and watch it. Yeah. And I like, think that was the big difference. It's me. almost like everybody's kind like, of the rapture is the same way. It's like if yeah. someone made a video game of a movie of a novel. Yes. That's, way that's a great way like, to describe it. It has a very like, um, it's got a very written feel to it. Yes, um, it, it's very much like late romanticism yes. kind of vibe, just yes. like you know about a guy, Englishman, self-exiled to an island off the coast of England. Yep, I don't know. It's it, a Robinson aid. What does that mean? My girlfriend studies Robinson Crusoe. Oh, she's okay. like super uh, into it. Okay, um, but we were talking about like I need to get her to play it because she's really into identifying Robinson aids. Which is like a, a something ins like inspired from Robinson Crusoe, right? right? Like by like the the identity of Robinson Crusoe, uh -huh. um, in modern, you know, modern media. Um, but yeah, it's as primitive totally, as can be. Totally, totally Robinsonade. Definitely. I just I and I think I don't know what I like. What walking sim simulators do is that they do topics that no other games do. Yeah. So like between everyone's gone to the rapture, dear Esther, gone home and Firewatch, like, um. Which kind of disappoints me with Tacoma, which is the people who made Gone Home, so their next game's coming out next month. And it's um, 
uh, takes place on a uh, space station. Huh. And it's about someone kind of unraveling this mystery of what happened on the space station. And it sounds cool, but I don't know. It's a very video game setting. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, and it's less relatable. Like, yeah. I think we've all been at a in a in a house that we know the people who either were related to them or we've all been like we need to go isolate ourselves and go somewhere or we've all had syphilis mm-hmm. on an island and jumped off a radio tower. Um, so you know exactly, like, exactly. <laughs> and then turn into some bird when turn they jump. Bird fly away. Fly off. Um, oh, but the part where it goes over the water and there's all the little oh, letters. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Um, yeah. So I could see Space Station being a little, but but hopefully that I mean if I think Gone Home's a great game. Right. So I, I have no I have no doubt in Steve Gaynor's writing chops. I just wish they picked a more unique subject matter. Mm-hmm. I played Dear Esther like maybe a few months after it came out as like a source mod. Yeah. And like, so like that was before I had heard the term like walking simulator or anything like that. So the way people would describe it is just like, Oh, you just like walk around this Island. And I was like, cool, let's walk. And then like text would show up and I'd be like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to pay attention to that. Oh, there wasn't even any <laughs> and so uh, I was just, like walking around the Island and like enjoying this Island. And then like, Eventually, I was like, what did that text say? And then, like, I was just so lost by then. I was, like, not interested at all. That sounds like my experience. experience. First walking simulator I ever played was Proteus. I have that. I feel like that's a really good first walking simulator. Doesn't that get scary? No, I'm thinking Year Walk. Year Walk does get scary. Um, Now, Proteus is just, like, a toy. It's very, very, like, just walk around and, like, some things make noise. and Mm. Pergadius is pretty spooky, which is a... Proteus mod. What? I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, like LGBTQ kind of thing. No, it's like I think it's supposed to be like a portamento of Proteus and Purgatory. Huh. So it's like Dark Proteus. It's pretty cool. Dark Proteus. It's by that developer Divine Lou Lin Vega. I think I don't know. He he's like su- You'd probably d- dig his stuff. He's like super aesthetic. Like I love that shit. He yeah. does good stuff. Yeah, I checked out Capsule <laughs> as we talked about it. And I was like, yeah, this is super Sam game. Yeah, so the friggin' like like just the bubble like of like mimicking a CRT yeah. screen. The sound design in that game is like Ugh. maybe the best sound design in a game. Oh, <laughs> so good. Uh you should have you played Capsule? No, you would probably. So like capsule, I'm not like a VR person, but I would say capsule comes the closest to like a virtual reality experience without goggles mm. as I've ever had. Yeah, sweet. I'll have to it, check. It's that almost out. like you're looking at it through like a porthole. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, play in a dark room with headphones on. Yeah, definitely. I love I love playing games in dark rooms with headphones on. I love being in dark rooms. That also might be the scaredest I've been in a game that's like not really a horror game. Yeah, totally. I got pretty sc- spooked and gone home. Yeah, I, I love yeah, how Gone, Gone Home's Home. like, this totally isn't a horror game. Like, yeah. in the beginning, you know, it's like totally playing. Like, you walk in the room and like, you, you walk in like the foyer of the house and everything's dark. And it's just totally playing on your expectations. And even like, there's even a point at there's which. There's like a few jump scares in it. Yeah. 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 And there's even a point at which you like, you like see a, a note on the wall. Like, hey, stop turning all the lights on like your sister. 
referencing you because yeah. like because all every player i've seen play gone home just walks around and flicks every light switch yep. on because uh, you're so scared of everything it's the reverse <laughs> it's the reverse splinter cell game because in splinter cell the first thing you do is <laughs> you turn all the lights off in this game you're turning them all on the one thing that freaked me out is when you go in the crawl space and you don't necessarily have to see this but you go in the crawl space and there's like a, just a single bulb dangling yeah. from the ceiling yep and there's like a crucifix like tucked in yeah you pick up the crucifix light blows out Really? And I was like, fuck! And I like ran out of the room just like trying to find just like <laughs> another room that I M- knew was safe. at our rud out yeah. of the room. Oh. Oh. Um, uh, real quick, I've been playing more PUBG because um, I want to get to Super Nintendo talk. Oh. Uh, been playing some PUBG. I played till like 2 o'clock in the morning last night because I was playing with Kenny. Um, yeah, we were playing Duo. Uh, he is really good at that game. I was really glad that I played it with him. And I want to play more team games because playing solo is way too stressful. So one of you guys should get that game so we could play it. Um, we got in this one match where this guy was running across a hill and Kenny got a couple hits on him and he kept sprinting to dodge it. And he jumps up in the air to like get some like foliage in a tree to like uh, shield him or like so to block our eyesight. And I hit him and he dies midair. So he just just a somersaults through the air and just lands on the ground. Well, wow, I got cool. that clip saved. <laughs> I was like, immediately alt F10. Um, but Dan, you brought up the Super Nintendo Classic that you were interested in speaking about it. I did. So, I did. I, I, I wasn't sure how much you guys have delved into this, but oh, we talked about it a little bit last week. But I, there, there was some stuff we kind of missed. Like we didn't really like go over what games were on there. Oh well, that, oh, um, oh, yeah. We just talked about like, is it worth buying? Or should you just go make a retro pie? <laughs> that was the whole so, conversation. Yeah. So, okay. So I have, I have, that's a great conversation because as you know, Dylan, I am very much like, if I can buy it, I want to buy it. Yeah. Um, because just anything. I think a, I don't know. I just have this weird moral compass when it comes to IP. So I don't like, I, I'm very much, I, I like to, if they give me the option to, to, to buy it, an official copy, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, and that's not knocking people who have emulators. That that that's just me. Um, well, there's just the authenticity. To yeah. It. Well, there's authenticity, and it's and it's it's the same reason that I didn't down like I didn't download from like I I buy music. I don't download copies we, of it. You know, like if wire? Nintendo was like had like if there was like a Bandcamp equivalent of ROMs, I would probably buy the shit out of some ROMs. Oh like, yeah, totally, I want yeah. I want it DRM free ROMs. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. If there was a subscription service where I could just play emulated games you bet i'd pay you know 10 15 bucks a month for it yes i would totally do that for, yeah. for nintendo especially um but that being said so and i've said this before um i am i personally and it's obviously also my age and and kind of where i was at when these systems and games came out but the super nintendo in my mind is and will always be uh barring some drastic shift in in gaming hardware creation the greatest console ever made Um, i will throw that out that's pretty good and 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 the games that they are including on this classic are an a testament to why that system is amazing um Mm -hmm. they the fact like it would be it would be good enough for me alone to have uh link to the past which is my personal favorite game ever made um Super Mario World is amazing. Uh, Donkey Kong Country is to me one of the one of the best games ever made. Um, but add on to that the fact that you're getting Star Fox. You've got 
uh, Super Mario RPG, which they haven't released on Virtual mm-hmm. Console in a long time, and that game is amazing. If you guys have not played Super Mario RPG, mm-hmm. have, have you have either of you played Super Mario RPG? No. I played like it's the Square first Enix, five right? Like Square, like yeah, it's, yeah. So it's, it's, it's Square. Square. It's Square. Oh, before right, right, Square right. Enix. Square yeah. made so it's basically a 16-bit Final Fantasy game with Mario characters. Yeah, and it's trippy and weird and it's got amazing mechanics and it's got a great story nice. and it is so much fun that's awesome um, that game is so worth you it you can look behind the closet and there's the porn behind the the that's the wardrobe that's why it's a role-playing game and you play that role you play that role well no um <laughs> of the ski it's got it's got uh i think castlevania it's got metroid super metroid which super metroid is one of the best games yeah um, you want me to go down this list real quick just yeah so we, we have yeah, them yeah, all yeah. we know them all yeah uh, Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, uh, Link to the Past, yeah. F Zero, yeah, Super Metroid, uh, Star Fox, Star Fox Two, which has never been released, right? And this Star Fox Two logo is fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I think that game is gonna suck, but that's the only <laughs> it's probably gonna suck. Star Fox logo with a two. It's probably gonna suck. Yeah, but it's like a Cybertron too. But it, it will be a nice. It's like playing a Virtual Boy. Like right. it's nice to have. Oh, Dan which I, I it's nice one. to try I once. Have one and, I have one. If you, you have, have a Virtual Boy. Virtual Boy. What would you say on the Slack? Will you can you can emulate Virtual Boy by drinking <laughs> a, a gallon, gallon of warm, warm milk and milk. spinning around? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, uh, Street Fighter Two Turbo, which is amazing. Um, <laughs> Super Punch Out. Mm-hmm. Super yeah. Castlevania Four. Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> Mega Man X. Oh, yeah. Mega Man X is amazing. Kirby Superstar, which is like also an eight-game collection. Yep. Final Fantasy III, which was six. It's six, yeah. In Japan. And it's amazing. Kirby's, it's, it's my favorite Final Fantasy. Kirby's Dream Course, which is a racing game. Uh, Yoshi's Island, which is the better Super Mario World. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. It's a great game, so come I can't. On, I, come on, man. I, I prefer if, the original Super Mario World, but I can't knock Yoshi's. If we're gonna Island. rank it. If we're gonna rank them between Super Mario Bros. One, was Yoshi's Island the first Mario game to not have lives? Like the first Mario platformer to not have lives? There's, is there not lives in it? I don't think. I don't remember. It's been ages since I, I think. That I think game. you just like get Return to the Beginning if you lose Baby Mario, right? I think there. Are, I could have sworn there's lives in it. I could have sworn I see a live counter every time Yoshi falls into a pit. I mean, they would have it front and center, so let's just look up a screenshot. Just look up that UI. Yeah. Um, what else? Was that everything? On, but come on, man. Like The the ranking from Super Mario Bros. 1 to Yoshi's Island is Super Mario Bros. 3, then Yoshi's Island, then Super Mario Bros. 2, then World, then 1. The official ranking. I mean... It's the official ward cast ranking. So I, I go 3, World, 2, Yoshi's Island, 1. As long as you put 3 over World, I'm fine. I, uh, and that's a hard choice for me because I Ooh. adore both. Uh, I think it's fine. They're both great. they're both amazing games. But I really enjoyed. I think World was the first one I beat. Yeah, ever. Um, Mario RPG, which is amazing. Contra Three. Oh, Contra Three, also amazing. Secret of Mana. Secret of Mana is a really good RPG, like JRPG. Earthbound. Yeah. Fantastic. And Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Which is if you, which is probably right up your alley, will. You really uh, like Ghosts and yeah. Ghosts. I've yeah. never played it. But oh, you never played Super I played Ghosts and Ghosts. Maximo, if that counts. Um, I don't think. That I think. Counts I at think all. if you want to talk spiritual predecessor, like spiritual early Dark Souls lineage, it's yeah. Super Ghosts and Ghosts is definitely up there. I've really Ooh, enjoyed Ghosts and Ghosts. That's Ghost. actually um, an interesting connection. Is Super is is Super Ghosts and Ghosts a Metroidvania technically? Like, does it fall into that? Well, I mean, I it's, it's sort of. It's more linear, but it's yeah. it's yeah. it's hard. 
Yeah. Um, and it's like... Uh, no, uh, it wouldn't be a Metroidvania because you can't... Super Ghouls and you Goblins. Only, you only go in one way. Okay, yeah. so that's the yeah. shit that fucking trips me up. What is the lineage there between Ghouls and Ghosts and Ghouls and Goblins? Ghouls and Goblins was f- first, I think. I don't remember. I have to look this up. I have to look this up. But uh, Because I thought it was like some sort of like weird like PAL region versus US like naming difference. No, uh, maybe. No, I don't know. I have to look it up. I'm not positive. It's bad branding. Damn. Yeah. But um, so back to that list of games, I still to this day, pretty much every year, there are like four games on that list that I I have purchased multiple times already in my life mm-hmm. because they're that good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still play them and still find them like if you've never played Legend of Zelda Link to the Past or if you've never played Super Mario World or if you've never played, um, I mean, a lot of those games, it is so worth getting. And the fact that you can get all of them with two controllers, which are five feet in length, uh, cord length, not three Hooray! feet. I know. Uh, still still going to get any still extenders. I know. But um, for like 80 bucks, that's, that is a... It's a good deal. It is a killer deal because um, there are so many of those games that are still just worthy of playing and putting your time into. I'm just curious why they limited it at 21. I wonder if that was a licensing issue. It's not a memory issue because people no. were sideloading yep. 30 more games onto the NES Classic. So, I think it's a rights issue. Like they're, that's why I think. I also think it's probably there's like, no Chrono Trigger, right? Which so is arguably I, the best game on the SNES, right? So I was gonna say Chrono Trigger's not in there. Um, which if you had to pick a game, get or games like Super, uh, the whole all the Super Star Wars games. So Super Star Wars, Super yeah. Return of the Jedi, Super Empire. Yeah, what's the, what's are the fantastic games? Is that the consensus on those games? Like I've I've never been clear on what people think of those Super Star Wars games. So Super Return of the Jedi was one of my favorites. Um, I really loved it. Uh, Earthworm Jim is a game that all a lot right. of people love. That is kind of weird. Like there's games like that that I don't. I think to me say Act Razor licensing no, Act issue Razor. because these are all. <laughs> Nintendo published games with a few exceptions. Um, like obviously, you know, Capcom with with Mega Man, a, a few of the games like Mega Man and and Street Fighter, but Kirby uh, Superstar. That's another one that's on there. Yeah, and so and that's a game collection. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, there's no TMNT. That's weird. Uh huh. Turtles, Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time. I would have expected that one. But that being said, I mean, like, I would rather have. There are like a ton of games on here that I would rather have them included. And As a, leave over, out yeah. Turtles in Time. Yeah. Um, or people are arguing um, between Street Fighter Turbo and Super Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2 Turbo was what I was reared on, so I ha- I happen to really like that that version of that game, but I can see, I mean, there's a lot of different versions of Street Fighter that came out in that No era. shitty version of Mortal Kombat? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. So for me, I think for 80 bucks, and I think that that, is a killer kill. Like I, I liked the NES classic lineup, but it didn't like, it was one of those things where I was like, if you've never played those games or you don't already own those games, yes, you should probably go get that. But it was pretty much for that price. I was like, all right, cool. This, I I mean, if I can't get one, uh, when it comes out for retail price, I will probably get a, uh, an aftermarket one, um, for more because to me Mm -hmm. it's worth it. Right. So, yeah, um, well, they're making more. I mean, they said at the very least they're going to do production through the end of the year, which who knows what that means. Right. Um, but uh, I will uh, say it's going to be a test, I think, for me and a lot of people in the faith in Nintendo. It's like, do you learn your lessons or are you just going to keep 
crapping on people. I think the answer has been a long. It's been a long no, <laughs> no. but but I think I think especially for these like that wasn't what Nintendo used to be, and I think that for people who are thinking back to the nostalgia of these games and that a lot of these games are what brought us into gaming in the first place. Um, and there's, there was a strong brand affinity with Nintendo because of these games and this system and all that kind of stuff. I think this is a, a big opportunity for them to kind of remind people like, Hey, we're the reason that you've been playing games for 30 years or, yeah, and, or piss them off by not having enough. Yeah. I don't know. And isn't it so interesting? Like how ready people were to forgive Nintendo after the Wii U, just like here's mm-hmm. the Switch. It's like, all right, we're back. We're back. Yep, we're back. We're ready. Yep, we're so excited to be to be back on the Nintendo bandwagon. Yep, and it's like there's so much like uh, user. It was brand loyalty? Yeah, brand loyalty, and, and, that, and a lot of that is because of the IP that are on this system. Right. I think that um, what the the NES set out to say here's why gaming is good. The the Super Nintendo, the the SNES set out to say here's what good games are like there are, there are some very good games on the, on the NES that I'm not knocking that, but I think, I think the NES made gaming acceptable. I think the SNES made great gaming. If that makes sense. That's yeah. one of the reasons I'm such a big fan. I, of I respect that. So. And being someone that never owned, I mean, Mike and I went into it last week, but I never owned a super Nintendo. I was a Nintendo NES kid. Yep. And I have played, I've played Sumara world. I've played, an hour of Link to the Past. I played Donkey Kong Country. I actually had that for a Game Boy Color. Great game. Uh, Yoshi's Island. And that's it. Yeah. So there are a lot of good games on there for you to play. Yeah. Yeah. And I, for I sure. and I've always wanted to try out two more RPG just because so many people hold that in such high regard. I love it. It's it's weird. I'm not gonna say it's not like the the mechanics are weird, but they're really good. The story is weird. The characters are weird, but they're really good. And if you if you like that era of Square games. And right. you like that era of of RPGs. Um, it's it's fun. I really liked. Um, I mean, I like the Mario and Luigi games. Yeah. So, and I know those are spiritual successors Absolutely. to Mario Absolutely. RPG. So, yeah, cool. Is there anything else we want to talk about on that? I feel like so. I would be more willing to buy a box that's 150 bucks, has Super Nintendo style controllers. And just has like connects over Wi-Fi to download like games at like five bucks a piece. I I mean that that would that would be an idea, but I think it just comes down to the licensing thing. I think the I mean right. if, even if this was in that format, I think it would still be limited to these games or maybe a couple more. Because you see all that with virtual console too. Right. Like, limitations with virtual console had nothing to do with well, I mean, well, it had parts of to it, do with, I, with, yeah. with Nintendo's I mean, ignorance, but right, a right. ton of Nintendo licensed games that aren't on Virtual Console and stuff. Yeah, right. Yes. So, it's the Disney Vault. Yeah, yeah. It's stupid. I get that. And and to be fair, I think that in that SNES era, it's there are a ton of phenomenal games on that system. So, but interesting. Uh, Gamma Sutra ran an article about how Nintendo has no interest in doing anything with the PC, which of course they don't, but, but they did just release Mario Kart eight, but, but the arcade version mm-hmm. for VR. Oh, right. But you can't get it. You, oh, you can't get it unless you have like one of the sit down, like the one of the down, cabinets. Yeah. 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 
Maybe that'll be at MAGFest next year. Mm. Huh. That'd be interesting to check out. I'm so pissed that Killer Queen cabinet was broken. <laughs> I was like, oh, finally, I can play Killer Queen. Oh, nope, guess I can't. Never mind. Um, yeah, thanks for letting me share my my affinity for <laughs> the the Super Nintendo and why I'm excited about it. Yeah, man. Cool. I, I mean, I, I know you're a big fan of Super Nintendo. I was a much of a Nintendo kid, so it's interesting to have yeah. perspective from someone who is. And I was, I, I've owned every system except for a kid. Wii. I have, including oh, the Virtual Boy. Even handhelds? Uh, not. I had a Game Boy. I had a Game Boy Color. I have a 2DS. So I, oh, you skipped a couple of generations. I skipped a few of the handhelds. No advance. No advance. That's the greatest console. That's the greatest. Yeah. SP, yeah. man. Pinnacle of handheld gaming right there. SP. So <laughs> Fuck that micro. Yeah, there's a lot of handheld stuff. <laughs> But hate every 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 home console. That's awesome. Cool. Um, well, since I have you here, I just want to jump through one or two uh, headlines. I found this one this morning. Uh, a astronomy student in university. He, I think he's getting his master's. He works in like a lab where they have like a super old eighteen hundreds telescope uh-huh. in in there just for show. He took a Game Boy Advance SP put a Game Boy camera in the SP and then mounted it to the <laughs> telescope and he took a picture of Jupiter with it. Nice. <laughs> it's like 128 by 128. I mean, it's bigger. I forget what the resolution is. You know, two bit like black. I think I think it actually has like some grayscale in it. I think it's 160 by 144. Oh, you might be right. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was fascinating. And man and now he wants to go get his phd somewhere and like focus more on his two-bit astrophotography someone should show that kid pico eight if you do that you need to like get it printed like (laughs) Like wall size like like exhibit hugely pixelated and then just hang it in a gallery somewhere and charge someone fifty thousand dollars you could be the next pico eight twitter superstar if you made pico eight camera someone already made that shit yeah someone someone figured out how to how to do it with um Swapping memory out in the in the uh, the palette data, or no 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 it's it's in the um I forget what part of it, what what portion of the memory they were using, I'll find it. But this guy made like a little webcam reader, jeez. In Pico eight, I was and what Mo and I were talking about doing is we wanted to do like visualizers using yeah, the, yeah. using the I O pins, um but I don't know how to you know I haven't really dug into it yet so I don't know where to, where to, where I would start. That's pretty wild. But that'll be that'll be my next project when I have some free time is Pico eight viz. Nice. Yeah. That'll be dope. Um, and then the other last cool thing I saw was that someone um, there's like some sort of like archival project for like these really old text adventures from the 80s, and the team that basically owns the right to the company that made the games they found source code, oh, but they sweet. were on magnetic tapes. Oh no! <laughs> and they wouldn't read right, and and they had this guy that had like the special magnetic tape reader that plugged into like their IBM or whatever wasn't working they like tried cleaning them out doing very very delicate swabs or whatever um and apparently you know not being a kid from the 80s i didn't know this but like the magnetic tape kind of like shears apart over time through degradation so they put it in an oven because apparently when exposed to really low long amount of heat it will bake the tape and make it readable huh and that's how they saved the source code the super really old game that's cool yeah so they just baked all these magnetic tapes and then the the magnetic tape reader could read them. Wow. That's crazy. Old stuff. The old stuff's new again. <laughs> old, old, old stuff. stuff like what, what a shitty format. Yeah, super old. 
I'm so glad we don't store anything on magnetic hate tapes to, anymore. Hate to break it to you, <laughs> I'm from the '80s. Yeah, except super for old. vaporwave. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing we store on magnetic tapes anymore. Well, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. How like you go like there's all these little music labels, and they're all doing vinyl, and they're all doing cassette tapes again because yeah, everybody is on digital, and so like now you just have the novelty of physicality. But who wants a cassette tape? Dude, a lot of people. Was that a good yeah. format? Was that ever a good format? No. It's a pretty well, good so format. I mean, it's like... It's, it's like not here, like, we made an eight track for, for this you. one genre. Like, or like was, a set of genres. What was cool about cassette tapes, in my mind, was it was the first medium that allowed you to write. And so that's where you could take, okay, I've got that's this true. song. and the, So like mixtapes, right? right? That was, to me, that's where the novelty and the benefit of... Mm. cassette tapes comes in because that was the first opportunity that you had to make something customized or also record onto one or because rec- right. you couldn't right. like because pressing vinyls no you couldn't too you difficult. couldn't record vinyl mm-hmm. so. you can get pretty good audio quality on tape if it, you're using like metal tape well people stuff. people were using tape long before cassette tapes were a thing i mean that's how yes. they recorded stuff so yeah. they used like a yeah. right, real masters or a lot yeah. of masters yeah. are on yeah. tape, i mean sure. magnetic tapes right. were around for ages yeah but do you ever there's a cool video. Did you ever see a video of uh the it was um George Harrison's son and uh George Martin, the producer, they were listening to uh Here Comes the Sun and they turned up a track and there was a guitar solo hidden in there that no one ever heard. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and then it's just George Harrison on guitar on just playing the song and like Yeah, I guess I guess that was in there and we decided not to have it in, so we just muted this track. <laughs> and he just turns the, the, the track back down crazy that's funny super wow. cool the interesting thing about the cassette tapes in uh like vaporwave is that like well well and th- okay so like that like the all these like tiny like lo-fi hip-hop and house labels and stuff like that really like they're super into um degrading songs through like all these different means so they'll like record it play it back through a shitty speaker and then record the re- like the playback um through like other stuff and um play it in like weird environments and record that um, and the cassette tapes are just like, like that's the finished product. But even then, like there's like imperfection within the cassette tape and it's not going to play back exactly right. And so the idea is that you get one and every cassette tape is going to play a little bit differently and have like a little bit slightly different characteristic to it. Hmm. So, so, it's, so you get some like saturation on tape that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Hmm. So it's just, it's like, it's like they're, they're sort of like holding the degradation like up in the air and being like, this is cool. All right, gentlemen. I think that about does it for this week. Dan, Dylan, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. You're welcome anytime. Always a pleasure. I will definitely join in the future at some point. Hear more about Witcher 3. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> right? Because I, I could come out in six weeks. What have you been playing? I've just been playing Witcher 3. Yeah, it's about 230 oh, yeah. hours. <laughs> playing this new game. It's called The Witcher 2. <laughs> Dan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dan Cotting or. Uh, LinkedIn, I guess. That's a, <laughs> LinkedIn.com that's the forward slash these days. LinkedIn. <laughs> no, uh, Twitter.com slash Dan Cotting and then at uh, uh, Dan Cotting on Medium. You can read about the VR. Shaka.com forward slash Dan forward Sh- slash Shaka.com. VR. Uh, Excitement. Yeah. 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 There's that. Uh, yeah. You can check me out. I'm going to be speaking on uh june 26th i believe or 5th it's the wednesday of that week um i'm gonna be doing a lunch talking about the power of presence june and july uh july 
July, sorry. Uh, July 26th. Uh, going back in time. Yeah, we're going back in time. I'm going to be speaking in the past. Um, you can check that out if you're in the Richmond area. Uh, I'm going to be speaking in uh, Atlanta, uh, September at Connect Tech. And then I'm going to be speaking in Charlottesville in uh, September at EDUI conference. So check me out. Come say hi. Cool. Yeah. Will. What's up? Where can people find you? Uh, Twitter. Yeah. What would they have to search for? Will Blanton. Okay. Or or Will Blanton. At X0101. Zero one, one one, and hyperreal.com, uh, tumblr.com or hyperreal.tumblr.com. <laughs> no, tumblr.com. Yeah. We bought just, it. Tumblr.com. Wills.com. Those dot ios. They're expensive, man. Those are uh, business expenses, you know. Uh, how'd your how'd your Steam sale go? It went really well. Yeah. Um. Awesome. We uh, we are now in four digits of units sold on Steam. Sweet. So. Awesome. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Maybe we'll might get enough reviews to like matter at all on Steam. Overwhelmingly positive. Oh, we don't care about that anymore. <laughs> like that's the thing. Like you're just like you're you you're like invisible on Steam until you get an, a certain amount of reviews. Ah. And so like, yeah, who cares? You like the game, you don't like the game, don't care. Just just write a review just yeah. something sounds like how itunes works speaking yeah. of which review the <laughs> podcast go to itunes search wardcast like and subscribe can i do that not being like an itunes user uh, i think you need to make an apple id Ugh. oh come on it takes like five seconds i'm sure i already have one yeah that's what your yahoo.com email account is for <laughs> <laughs> will bland at mailinator.com <laughs> earthlink.net sam yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Sam Lotion. Um, on my itch page is samlotion.itch.io. And the way you spell my last name is L O E S C H E N. Sweet. Yep. And you can find this podcast and all the Ward Games games at ward games.com forward slash games. Wardgames.com forward slash podcast. Or on iTunes. Or on iTunes. Google Play. Or at Braindeer Games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys. Yeah. Whoop whoop. <laughs>